This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Welcome, everybody, to the Skeptical Skeptics Podcast. I'm RJ Metzger. And I'm Rachel Metzger. And this is episode 63, I think. You'll know better than me because of the... Well, I don't know. Actually, I don't put it in the titles. Every time you feel this, you um, sound this un- uncertain. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I do know what we're talking about, which you also know because of the title of the podcast. Listener stories. Volu- volume three. I made it more official. Last time it was just listener stories one and listener stories two. But I made oh, volumes. that's going to bug me, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go back through and change them. Do that because yeah. that's weird. That's nothing to do with you. I got it. Um. Rude. It's my podcast. <laughs> it's rude. What? Kinda. If I left, people would be very sad. You'd be talking to yourself. Yeah, but I'm a host. You're clearly the co-host because I do like all um, the background. When it work. comes to the actual talking, no, we're equal. Hosts. I do that on purpose. Co-host. You are the co-host. We need to take a little break so I can beat RJ. <laughs> Let's take a break. No. Good job. Now you made me mad at you for the rest of this podcast. That's not true. Don't it lie. is true. Stop lying. I'm not. Anyway, we have some call outs. So everyone that we do your story, we're going to share who you are. Um, there are some from like last year when we asked um, and, and that we missed. So uh, we're going to put that in. But also, if you sent in a story and we missed it because we're a mess, please just resend the story. Uh, we don't we literally do not cut out people's stories. So like you didn't, quote unquote, like make, not make the cut or whatever. We literally are just so uh disorganized that we missed it so if you don't hear your story or haven't heard your story uh just send it back to us um that's literally all we need to do um okay but anyway uh i may have said some of these already dedrick pearson uh juice box shark um someone who gave us a five-star review on itunes called a nice mess um and then all the stories which we're about to do but thank you for your support we really appreciate it um okay rach you ready to go Yes. You're up first. Okay, so I'm going to be telling the first story. This is from Farkle Beans. And they sent it to our email. Um, So I'm just going to read the whole thing that they sent. Yep. All right. So they said, hello, Skeppod peeps, Skeppers, shrunken skepticals, whatever. I really like Skeppers. Personally, I feel like it makes us seem peppy. And I enjoy it. It makes, yeah. Oh, no. It's my mother. (laughs) Hello, Mom. Saturday. Oh, Saturday night. Okay. All right. Oh, okay. Love you. Love you too. Bye bye. Bye bye. So glad that was part of the podcast. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Anyways, um, Farkle Bean said, "I'm taking a miniature break from my job and from adulting to send you the email I've been meaning to send for a week for, for weeks now for context because Rachel's not on Twitter. Um, no, he's about to say it. Farkle Beans is a girl. Oh, uh, Farkle Beans, she's about to say well, it. Well, I don't think. I am assuming because I don't know if I read her pronouns, but their pronouns. I don't know. That's why I'm not saying any. I'm assuming. Stop assuming. We just don't say pronouns. (laughs) Well, okay, fine. True. Anyway, they said. uh, Hey, in the story, she identifies herself as female. There you go. Okay, so uh, she tweeted us and was like, um, 
I need to spend less time adulting and more time uh, writing store emails to Skep Skep Pod. And then I said, um, like a week later, I was like, hey, friendly reminder to quit adulting and write us that story. So then she finally did. All right. So then she said, on the Twitter machine, you've asked for listener stories and I've got a couple. Nothing amazing, but they're mine. And you have the immense honor of being on the receiving end of these bad boys. Side tangent. A little background info on me before we get going so you know what kind of nut job is sending you this info. I'm a 40-ish year old female identifying human from so far north in Minnesota that I might as well live in Canada. This area is full of very small towns, um, most less than 5,000 people, plenty with less than 1,000, with hardworking folks who tend to run on the skeptical side. We're not scared of much. Live through enough black bears, coyotes, wolves, moose, screaming deer. Yes, they can scream and it's weird. And winter's at 50 degrees below zero and you turn into a pretty hardy person. I am a mother and wife and I work in the exciting world of health insurance. I mean, I can feel the jealousy oozing off of you (laughs) at the skeptical that is my life and the envy is well-placed. I currently live in an old farmhouse that creaks and groans and makes weird noises and the occasional mouse gets in. So I know full well how loud a tiny mouse, little mouse can be inside of walls. As I've said on Twitter before, I consider myself a skeptical believer. I believe that a lot of things are possible and or already do exist, but I, I think that most stories I hear are bull honky. I tend to roll my eyes and snort derisive, derisively. Is that the word? Derisive. Derisive. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Okay. Because, um, quote, uh uh-huh, of course, it was a ghost. What else could it have been? End quote. That being said, here we go. That's how she wrote it. So I thought I would do it justice. Oh, other speakers? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Short story number one. I grew up in a... Two-story house, one of those old-style homes where the rooms are essentially in one line. You walk into a kitchen with a small bathroom off the side. Then you walk through a dining room into the living room, which had the staircase leading to the second level. On the second story, there was one hall the length of the home, and all the bedroom doors are on one side. One evening, when I was a teenager, my mother and I were home alone. My father wasn't yet home from work, and my older brother had just recently left for his job a couple towns over. My mother and I were sitting on her bed chatting when we heard the downstairs kitchen entry door to the home slam shut. My brother's footsteps angrily came up the stairs. You know how you can always tell which family member is walking through the home. Yes. Um, his footsteps go down the hallway and his bedroom's door slamming shut. We looked at other kind of co- each other kind of confused because he shouldn't be home for hours. So maybe he got fired. My mother yelled that he doesn't need to slam his bedroom door like that and come talk to her if he's angry. No response. She told me to go knock on his door and tell him to come talk. I got off the bed, stepped out of the room, and looked down the hall, and his bedroom door was wide open. I went downstairs, and the kitchen door was still closed and locked, and his car wasn't at the house. This was the early 90s, so we couldn't just text him quick. My mother went as far as calling his employer to see if he was still there. He was and had been the whole time. This one confused us for a long time, and we never did get an answer. Before you ask, no, it wasn't, and... um, and, quote, open window air suction situation, end quote. No one leaves windows open in Minnesota in winter. Also, our heating vents do not blow hard enough to cause doors to slam. Otherwise, it would have been happening for like seven months a year. Uh, More context. My parents were both in law enforcement while I was growing up, so we all kind of had a morbid sense of humor, but we were all incredibly rational people. We lived in the same small town, about 4,000 people, where my father was a police officer, and we lived in a busy area of town. The fire hall was right across the street, and those guys were always outside smoking. You couldn't walk the dog, take out the trash, or even open a window without hearing something from those guys. Um, short story number two. Hold on. Hold on. Let's pause. So um, that first one, first of all, totally believe you, right? Like nobody's going to have a window open and and air pressure doesn't change from a weak system. Yeah, right. right. Um, also, it doesn't start. It doesn't make uh, 
footprint noises, foot footsteps. Yeah, the door. Um, sure, maybe you could try to explain it away, but yeah, yeah the footsteps one doesn't make any sense. Right. So, um, but and if I think I'm like 99% sure I mentioned this multiple times, but definitely on one of the listener stories episodes. But like my Las Vegas house had the same thing as far as footstep sounds. Uh, it sounded just like my dad, like you said, like I could always tell who it was. And uh, it, it would happen when like it was walking around upstairs and it would always happen when he was gone. So I know exactly what you're talking about. And then I also had another story where um, I heard my parents like getting ready for work. And so it was like one of those things where I was just certain like like you were like I was just certain that it was that thing. I didn't think anything paranormal. Right until i found out that it wasn't them so um yeah great story totally believe it uh very very odd and it's one of those things of just like you know is it a ghost or is it just a wrinkle in time or you know something or odd? some weird strange especially since it's two people hearing it well, and, that and, always to me is that like the door was open too yeah but uh, yeah when it's more than one person hearing the same noise yeah. and assuming it's the same thing yeah, just that's like always interesting to yeah. me yeah yeah so very very convincing all yes. right next one okay so short story number two on two separate occasions in my childhood home we had creepy incidents involving the hung framed windows or windows framed photos on the walls on one occasion returning home from a family outing we came home to all of our photos rearranged nothing was broken or missing but all the photos were hung in different places than when we left the home those frames had been hung in the same spot for years with only the large school photo getting swapped out every fall for my brother and me but the frame going right back up on the wall nothing changed my mother never moved her little shrines to us coming home and seeing everything moved and the wall discoloration of where the frame should be was creepy as heck. My father immediately made us go back outside so he could take his pistol through the home and clear it for safety. Now, I know I said we live in a small town, but we were never those, quote, oh, we never locked the doors, in quote, types. Having parents in law enforcement, it was the opposite. Right sunny day in everyone's home, doors are locked. I still live this way. Plus, with the fire hall across the street, those guys would have noticed someone coming in. We lived on a corner lot. So three sides of our home were always visible to the street. The other occasion with framed photos was after it sh- was another short family outing. We returned home to have every photo sitting on the floor leaning against the wall they were hanging on. The frames were not broken and nothing else was removed from the wall. Not the frame cross stitching, not the creepy deer head, not the mirrors, not the couple of crosses we hit my mother had just the photos. Now where we lived, there was n- there were no earthquakes or anything like that, but there are plenty of mines. When the mines would blast, the house could rattle like a son of a gun. So my dad had asked the firefighter guys and they claimed no blast had happened we had also never had the rattle be so bad that it knocks off all the walls let alone doing it selectively and without breaking anything that one's crazy yeah so the photos off the wall things like that's that's tried and true like that happens a lot what do you mean uh it's just like a very common like poltergeist thing Um, oh okay like uh generally speaking uh, they won't be leaning up where they normally go. They would uh, like so, a lot of the time they'll be like piled smashed. up in the center of the room. No, they'll oh, be piled okay. up in the center of the room. Um, but yeah, that's like a tried and true poltergeist thing. So. Also, just the idea of someone coming into your house just to rearrange pictures. That's more creepy than the ghost. But it's also yeah. a little hilarious. A little hilarious. Like, what was the goal here? Yeah. Um, it's like that Dave Chappelle. <laughs> it's terrible. Never mind. If you know what I'm talking about, you'll laugh. Otherwise, I'm not. I'm just going to leave it there. But <laughs> there's a Dave Chappelle bit about that. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, crazy <laughs> creepy that's yeah. yeah i mean could you imagine especially like, for it to happen more than once you would not you would not be cool with no, that at i all. would not handle that well you'd be pissed and to see like where the frames had been so it's really yes. like no you're not imagine you're not imagining, imagining this, this is this a is physical real. evidence yeah yeah that's nuts yep 
Okay, number three. I live in my current home with my husband and teenage daughter. We've been here for about 10 years. The home was built and lived in by my husband's grandparents until they both passed, and we literally bought the farm. As previously stated, the home creaks, groans, pops, etc. It's super normal, and while sometimes sounds odd, it's it's never cause for concern and is easily explained away. However, there have been noises that I can't easily explain. I work from home, and my husband has a quote-unquote normal job out of the house. Back in the before times when there was no pandemic, so my daughter was in school, I had experiences, I had an experience I can't quite explain. I was sitting at my desk just adulting away. My daughter was at school and my husband had left for work just a few minutes earlier. Again, I heard the entry door to the home open, my husband shuffling down this hallway, and the sound of him shaping, shake, shaking open, sorry, a plastic shopping bag. I was just waiting for him to peek in, saying he forgot to bring something with him, crack a terrible dad joke, and leave again. Um, when he never came in, I hollered to him asking what he forgot. He didn't answer. I got up to make fun of him because that's what love is. And he wasn't home. The door to the home was still chained as I had done. So behind him when he left, I called him on his cell and he had definitely not been back home and was about 15 miles away from the house at that point. Those are some of the noise. There are some, sorry, there are some noises in the house, which are just eerie. And more than once, all three of us have caught something briefly in a reflection that we didn't think should be there. I refuse to claim I know what the ca- the case is uh, or the cause is in any of these stories I just gave you. There's things I can eliminate as a cause and I don't know what to do with what remains. So I just consider them unexplained. It's fun when people like to shoot down my stories after never, ha- never having been in either of these homes. For example, simple dismissals like open windows, a neighbor, etc. While I agree that there could be incredibly basic explanations, the ones that offer are never the culprit. I've had a lot of fun conversations that go something like person. It was an open window. Me. Nope. It wasn't an open window. Person. Well, how do you know? Me. Well, it was winter in Minnesota. So person. It was a neighbor kid playing a trick on you in my current home. Nope, it wasn't a neighbor. Well, how do you know? Well, the closest house is about a mile away because I live on a farm and there were no tracks in the snow. I'm willing to give a lot of leeway on the mirror thing. Mirrors are just weird and eyes like to make you think you're crazy. So I put very little stock in that. I only mention it because we've all seen weird shit. However brief those images appear. I have other stories if you want them. There's a fun one with my father and what I like to claim was aliens. There's a dead grandmother who likes to sew things in the afterlife. There's us losing things that we tear um, tear the apart to look for. I'm assuming. Tear them apart? Apart to look for, only to find later um, right out in the opening. Oh, yeah. There's creepy forest happenings, things in the lake that should not be that big, etc. Again, I won't claim any of these are definitely supernatural, just weird, and you can think what you will. Thank you, and I hope you have a nice week. Okay, so thank you so much for sharing all that. Yes. I, I think it sets the bar really high for this round, which, by the way, our listener stories have just gotten better and better. Um, not saying the first ones were not great. No, the first ones weren't great because they were me and my family. I mean, like the first ones people submitted. No, obviously not. But it's just like, you know, it's cool that people even take the time to do this. So yeah. I really appreciate it. But uh, we definitely want to hear all those stories. Every single yes, one you please. mentioned. Uh, there will be more listener stories. So yeah, send so, them in, please. Yeah. So send them in. I'm glad you. uh you know, save some in the bank. We tried to do that for a little while. So, um, but yes, for the next episode, we would love to uh, use those. For also, sure. again, the door closing thing happening again. No, I can't think of an explanation for it. Yeah. And well, and again, it's just, you know, here's that thing about the whole. We're going to have we're going to have someone talk that's that has mediumship style stuff, but that could be that. I mean, like, you know, you're just more sensitive, like wrinkles in time than mm-hmm. other people. Um, and that's not a ghost, not, not to say some of the other stuff wasn't, I mean, that's, like I said, that's pretty classic poltergeist stuff. Um, and yeah, I mean, to say it's a neighbor kid when you can easily track in the snow, that makes no sense. Um, 
to say it's a window makes no sense at all. Also, uh, even like the mine blasting, like that wouldn't knock every single one down and not break them. Like that doesn't make, doesn't yeah, make right. any sense. They would be shattered on the floor. Yeah, I think the answer is either it's a human or something else, right? Yeah. Um, and I highly doubt it was a human just based off of that. So plus what kid would be dumb enough to break into a cop's house? Like, yeah, especially in a town that small where everyone knows that's where yeah, he is. Exactly. Yeah. Um, nobody would do that. That's and stupid. And to just rearrange your. Right. Again, stupid. Oh, well, no, sorry. That was a different person. That was her childhood home. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. I thought her husband was a cop. Never mind. Her dad, uh, is, her yeah. dad was a cop. Yeah, My the, bad. Uh-huh. Um, I think it's both. She said both parents were in law enforcement. Oh, um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So amazing story. Thank you for sharing. And we do want to hear every single one of those other ones. So yes, yes, please. please. Uh, next time you take a break from adult- adulting, uh, go ahead and write us another one. Um, OK, the next one we got is from a longtime listener, uh, Mark Hills. Um, and we appreciate <laughs> we appreciate I haven't said that in a while. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for uh, writing, Mark. I know that uh, you've been there, I think, since episode like two or three. He reached out yeah. to us on Facebook. So really, really long time listener. But um, he says, uh, hey, hi, RJ and Rachel. It was good to hear you again after what seemed like a long break. I thought you had stopped the podcast. It was a long break, Mark. And we did <laughs> pretty much stop the podcast. So, yes, glad to be back as well. And good to hear from you as well. Yep. Um, I thought I would share a couple stories with you from ghost hunting over the years and from my childhood that got me interested in all things paranormal. So um, I think it was Mar- I'm 99 percent sure my interaction was with Mark whenever this happened. But I was like, we need listener stories. And Mark was like, well, I have a few from ghost hunting for forever. And I was like, yes, Mark, like we'd That's like to hear exactly those. That's <laughs> exactly what we're asking <laughs> yeah, for. But he's just he seems like a very humble dude. Um Anyways, he says, uh, as a child, I spent every weekend at my grandparents' house. I slept in the back bedroom of the house. It was an old house in the back. And back then, there was no central heating. When it got cold, there would be ice on the inside of the window. There were three beds in this room, and I slept in one on the uh, in the one in the corner. Every time I slept in the bed, I would be uh, woken up by footsteps walking around uh, near my bed. And this seemed to go on for hours. I would go and wake up my granddad and tell him about the footsteps. But as soon as I got out of bed, it would stop. When my granddad left to go back to his bed, I was back in mine, and it would start again. I later learned that the room was my uncle's who I never met and the bed I slept in was his. He died in that room and he got that uh, and in that bed. So one, I wonder if he was waiting for me to get out of bed so he could get in. God, that's a good, that's a good explanation. Yeah. Um, that's unsettling. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't, I yeah, don't, I don't like think, that. Yeah, exactly. I don't think you put an age, but, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know how in the world you would sleep. Mm-hmm. Also, Mark, if you, uh, happen to be in a safe spot where you can like write to us this answer. I, I am wondering like how old you were and if you ever just kind of got used to that or, you know, cause that's yeah. Very creepy. One night we were having spirit, a spirit board session in a cellar of an old vicarage in Surrey. The week before the team had a chap come through who was paradically uh, nasty to certain members on one night. He, uh, came through again and was again being nasty. And my 14 year old daughter had to leave the group after this. The chap had, (laughs) I love how British Mm -hmm. this is. Um, After this, the chap did not like one of the ladies on the board and aimed his anger towards her. He, she told him uh, she wasn't scared of him and he couldn't do anything to hurt her. He spelled out where the lady lived and told her he would kill her with an ax. At this point, we closed the board down and turned the light on to go back upstairs. As we reached the top of the stairs by the door, there was an ax sitting there, but no one had seen 
that no one had seen on the way in. The chap did come back on the board a few more times, but then disappeared and was never heard from again. Mark, I mean, this is the nice way possible. How could you think we don't want to hear this? <laughs> that was insane. Yeah. Um, that is terrifying. Yeah, so I want to know, um, I'm assuming the spirit board session was in conjunction with your ghost hunting, or was this just, you know, like a separate thing that you were doing? Um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't mess with Ouija boards. Yeah, she doesn't. Uh, I've never touched one, I've never gotten near one, and I will not continue to. that. Cause, ooh. Yeah, that that's that's good. Mm-mm. That's super creepy. That's super good. I love that. Um, all right. The last story I'll give you is from the I'm going to kill this one. Mich- Michael him, Michel him, Michel Priory, a very old building dating back over 800 years. I was there with the team I have known for a while. And the evening started with a seance in one of the rooms upstairs. OK, so I do think they're tied then, mm-hmm. um, which I assumed. But, you know, just not for sure. Um The evening started with a seance in one of the upstairs rooms at the back of the property. I'm not one for mediums, so I did not join the circle and stood on my own in the corner. There's a there's a growing theme here um, with our listeners and us. Uh, During this time, my mood changed to the extent that I was feeling anger towards everyone. uh, And this had become overwhelming. So I told them I had to leave as this anger was getting worse. As I went out through the gatehouse and returned to my car, all feeling of anger, all feelings of anger left me. I've been back with a medium since, and he too picked up on the negative energy. Um, I can tell you more about disappearing people and their dogs, seeing figures in doorways, whispering in the ear of being pushed over and when when no one was near me. And I have experienced a lot, but I remain skeptical. All the best. Keep up the good word. Uh, regards, Mark. So, Mark, again, we would love to hear all yeah, those I stories. Yeah, I feel like Mark will, be, <laughs> Mark will be and Mark are both like like they're doing our job for us. I think like, Hey, listen to the next listener stories. Here's a little yes. sprinkle of a preview yeah. as to what will be on there. Yep. Thanks guys. You did our, we didn't have to do anything. Yeah. So, uh, you already made the next episode extremely interesting. Extremely interesting. So yes, please, uh, go ahead and write us at any point. I would love to, uh, hear from y'all. Um, all these stories, literally all, there's not a single story that's like too short or anything. No, of course. I'm we want to hear them. all of them. Of course. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and that goes to everybody, but specifically because you guys teased us, uh, Mark yes. and Farkle Beans, uh, which, by the way, we do know Farkle Beans is real name. She specifically asked us not to use her real name. So yeah, we're not right. just like angrily calling her Farkle Beans. But although I would never angrily call her. Nah, that. Yeah, exactly. That's an amazing say. name. Amazing name. Um, OK, so next we have someone who took the time out to actually record their answers to some questions that we had. So um, it is going to be in kind of a monologue form because we sent her the questions. We didn't like have a phone interview or anything, um, but just enjoy it. So it's it's a great story. And uh, we welcome you to listen to our friend Emily, which we will not give out her last name, which she asked us for. Um, but yeah, so first of all, Emily, just thank you so much for sharing. I know that uh, and y- y'all will hear this as well. But when we listen through... Um, you know, she mentions that it's just kind of hard to talk about, which makes total sense. And especially once you hear the story, given the subject matter that she talks about. Um, but I just want to open up with, you know, thank you so much. We really also, appreciate it. Especially someone who where we have what she is talking about. We have kind of. Oh, yes. <laughs> more me than you. But we have kind of openly said, I don't believe in that. Right. So, but, but we did caveat and said mostly whenever they try to profit off yes, of it, which she sure, doesn't. For sure. so, yeah. But still, I, I think it's awesome that you would come on and say that because. I want to hear about these things, like just because I may or may not believe in them at the moment doesn't mean I don't want to hear about them. Well, I mean, and how, how do you how do you cure closed mindedness? Exactly. Right? right. So I'm I think it's awesome that she's willing to share it with us. Well, especially because, you know, and, and again, as she'll mention, like she she's skeptical of it as well, obviously. But um, but I just think it is phenomenal that she shared it with us. So I appreciate it. Um, 
and and especially sending in the stories via audio, which, by the way, if anybody wants to do that, you're more than welcome. So I know hearing yourself talk is weird, obviously, because I have to listen to myself talk for like hours at a time. Yep. Um, but if you can stomach it, uh, obviously, with this being an audio medium, like, you know, we welcome it. So uh, and yeah. Also, it's nice to hear people talk every once in a while. It is, especially it's on a whole our, lot of us. Yeah. So. So anyway, uh, here's Emily's story. Hi, RJ and Rachel. A couple of weeks ago, you guys came out with an episode about mediumship and premonitions and then asked for listener experiences with that sort of thing. No, I'm not a medium. I don't see spirits or ghosts or anything like that, but I do have premonitions, like really accurate ones. And um, I think ever since I've started paying attention to them and started giving them a little more credence, they've been happen- happening more frequently. Um, although I don't know, I, I mean, they could have been happening all along and I just ignored them, but, um, it's kind of interesting for me to have these experiences since I've always been a pretty complete skeptic, especially about mediumship, ghosts, that sort of stuff. I have family members to this day who don't believe it. I have family members who don't know especially since my premonitions have historically dealt with deaths in the family and medical issues, things along those lines. Um, they can be emotionally triggering. And I know that there really isn't much point in sharing them if they'll only make people upset. But you guys have provided a platform to talk about this, this stuff kind of semi-anonymously, and it feels good to get this stuff out of my own brain. And Reddit, I guess, but I'll get to that later. So you first asked me, obviously, what are some examples that you have of both your most accurate premonitions and ones you're on the fence about? That one uh, is kind of a long answer, but um, it's a bit hard to say the most accurate prediction. A couple of them were really seriously on par. Uh, I had a vision that my grandfather would die about a month before he did. That was when I was really little. I was seven years old. I never forgot that one. Um, I kind of had a similar experience um, about five years later when my piano teacher, a close family friend, recovered from her second round of cancer. I was certain when she was in the thick of it. I, I remember I was lying on my bed in next to the window in my bedroom and you know, the, the house that I used to live in when I was a kid. And I was just overcome by this feeling. I, I was certain that she would be okay, that she would recover. Um, it was just a knowledge. I just, I knew it like I knew a historical fact. The really early ones, even though those are the ones that kind of stuck with me the most. Um, and to this day, I, I feel like those are the ones that convinced me the most that this is real. Kind of in the beginning, I... Um, I wrote them off, you know, just, I thought I was coming to the logical conclusion, but the thing is that would only make sense in hindsight because, you know, not to get into the details of it, but it was not the sort of situation you could guess, um, especially at that age. But, um, I don't know. I don't know what to think about some of them. 
I'm inclined to believe the majority of my experiences, just given how things have stacked up. There's never really a trigger event where I just started believing. It just became too many and too accurate. Um, I predicted when my grandmother was going to pass. That was almost identical to the previous two situations I described. Um, that was rough because that was another very, very sudden one. And um, I wrote that one off too because I predicted it so early that, I don't know, I just, I didn't want to believe it. It's easier to believe that this stuff isn't real, you know? But premonitions have always been my soft spot. There were smaller things too. Um, I have visions, and I've, I've had this since I was a kid too, I just kind of went over the biggest ones first, of specific scenes in my life um, days before they happen. Really, really crazy specific ones. Um, I remember I was probably, I don't know, I was a kid, but I wasn't a little kid. Um, and I got absolutely freaked out because I woke up one morning and my grandmother was wearing a striped shirt and she was crossing the threshold of our porch door and it was open about a quarter of the way and she grabbed on to kind of the bar um, that, you know, we would use to measure my height as I grew up um, and the door and she lifted herself inside and she was wearing blue shoes. I remember that they were like navy blue shoes and my grandma never wore black and blue together and she was wearing a black striped shirt and blue shoes because she'd just thrown them on to go step outside and I forgot what she was doing. Um, and it was raining. That was the other thing. It was raining. And it freaked me out because I had seen that a couple of days before, like two or three days before. I mean, it's been a long time, but that scene sticks with me really vividly because... It was so on point. You know what I mean? That's, uh, that one kind of freaked me out. That was, that's the earliest exact scene that I remember. Um, I remember also, um, I predicted that there would be a stain on the ceiling, um, in our kitchen. It would be an orange stain and it would never come off. And, um, I kind of, I told my mom about it and lo and behold, um, I don't remember how much later it was. This was in like 2004. I remember, um, she popped the, uh, pill, like a medicine pill, not like took it, but she was mashing it into mashed potatoes and she popped it and this orange squirt squirted up and landed on the ceiling. It just shot up like a geyser. A hurricane destroyed our house. That part of the ceiling was intact. You know, where that stain was. And, uh, <laughs> it never came off. We replaced the roof, but, you know, never came off the roof. Um, things like that have been common. I, uh, actually have one that's really, really recent, um, since... You guys sent me those messages, um, and I responded to them over Facebook Messenger in the span from then to when I'm recording this. When I'm recording this, um, it's the 20th, and this happened yesterday. I predicted I was on a date. 
with uh, with my boyfriend. We've been together for a very long time. Um, and it was our anniversary. But I, I predicted that he would stroke my hair while we watched the scene in The Revenant where the man, um, Leonardo DiCaprio, stands up. Uh, it's one of the first times he's able to like stand up after being mauled by a bear. I don't know if you've seen that movie. And he goes and he finds um, the Native American guy who'd been taking him around, who'd been helping him out, uh, had been hung by the French. That was a horrible scene. But I remember the day before yesterday, I I knew that my boyfriend would stroke my hair in a certain way. I could feel that feeling right when that scene was playing. And I was thinking about that as we put the movie on. And then it happened just like that, right at that exact same scene. And, you know, these are little things. They're not, you know, they're not like predicting family members' deaths. They're small. But I think it's all part of the same thing. And again, I'm kind of more inclined to believe these sorts of incidences are not just coincidences, considering all of the other things that have happened in the bigger events. Um, and the fact that these kind of little predictions, I guess, um, I don't really know what to call them, are so, so common to me now, you know? Like I said, they stack up. And it becomes less and less likely to be a coincidence and more and more likely to be something, you know, something else. Oh, I guess I sort of answered number two. Number two is what was the pattern from I'm not really sure this is happening to, okay, this is for sure a thing. Like I said, they stack up. How has your new perspective changed how you view the instances in your childhood slash adolescence? Um, the really, really recent ones are just, like I said, I can't not believe in this anymore um, when it happens directly to me. And um, that makes me a little more likely to believe other stories of this because I have firsthand experience, you know, and I really truly believe this this is real to some extent. Um, so the next question was, is there any element of control? I.e., if I do this thing, my chances of a premonition go up. I don't know. I'm kind of new to this. <laughs> I don't know. I think my premonitions have been getting more frequent now that I've paid attention to them. Um, and I've actually started writing them down. Um, that's kind of, you know what? Actually, going back to question number two, that's kind of what started really convincing me was it couldn't be some sort of weird deja vu because I have the evidence on a piece of paper. <laughs> you know, I write them down. And uh, <laughs> when you write them down and then they come through, it, you know... It's probably not hindsight, because you've got evidence that it was foresight. But yeah, no, ever since I started, I, I've been doing some research into this, you know, and that kind of gets into question five. Um, I've been looking into this and kind of talking to other people with these experiences, and they've given me some advice. And I, they feel more frequent, but I think it's because I'm paying attention. You know, how... Um, like the, the whole thing with synchronicities where if you start paying attention to the number seven, it starts appearing more frequently in your life, but it's not actually appearing more frequently in your life. You're just thinking about it and noticing it more. 
I think it's that sort of thing. But I don't know. Um, there could be some element of control later down the road. It would be cool to control it. But I don't know. I'm I'm skeptical of the possibility of controlling it because I feel like it's more of a spontaneous, natural thing, like a thought entering your head, like an intrusive thought. Because that's kind of what it feels like um, at first before they get really strong. And then before that starts happening, when I when I get just the idea of what's going to happen, it feels like an intrusive thought. So that's why I'm kind of inclined to believe that it's more spontaneous and less of something that I can control. But then, I, of course, you know, with proper training, you can control intrusive thoughts. I, I don't know. I don't know. And I think it's okay to admit that I don't know. I think it's always okay to admit that you don't know about stuff. I don't know. That's kind of my view on that. Question five is, um, have you looked into other mediums and sought to expand ability or understanding of what's happening? And the answer is yes, I have. Um, I had a lot of questions. I still have a lot of questions. I, uh, I, I joined a premonitions and mediumship board on Reddit. And um, I kind of, you know, anonymously told a truncated version of my story. And um, they've been really receptive on there. And they've offered me suggestions. Like, that's where that's where I figured out to write stuff down was from that Reddit board. They, they started talking about energy and uh, how a lot of them believe. And I'm not sure if I really believe this. I'm just going to say it. I don't know. But um, they start talking about um, energy and how there's this energy in the universe that connects all of us and that some people are more sensitive to that energy and we're able to tell the energies of other people or how energies are going to change in the future because the future is the present and there's, you know, like the space-time concept of space-time um, where the future is just like a farther distance from us um, physically and we're able to uh, detect disruptions in the energy between us and that physical spot more than other people. Um, and they've suggested a couple of books for me to read. So yeah, I have uh, looked into other mediums. Um, I've never been to like a psychic medium, but I haven't sought that out. Uh, I've never been to one of those. I'm more afraid of if they're real than if they're not real. That freaks me out. I think I might eventually... I'd have to work myself up to it because, first of all, uh, the the popular uh, conception is that those sorts of people are charlatans. And whether or not that's true, I think there are some that are. But, you know, we're kind of getting into question six, so I'll just skip ahead to that. Um, is there anyone else that you consider legitimate as a medium or do you think there's truth to it, but some go too far? In other words, what do you think of mediumship from your former, more skeptical position to now? Definitely more open to it. I mean, I, I think there is a possibility that it's real. I don't think every single one is real, and I don't think the chances would lend themselves to every single one being real. Um, there are plenty of mediums who have been disproven. There are plenty of mediums that just find you on Facebook and read up your uh, Facebook profiles and uh, then find the name of your second cousin who you've lost and start talking to you about that, you know? Some of the stories of mediums in the past get to me a little stronger. Um, because, uh, you know, 
up until the 21st century, we didn't have the opportunity to go on somebody's Facebook. But uh, like I said, I mean, I'm more open to paranormal stuff. After kind of looking back on my life and considering what's happened, it happened. Because I truly think that at least this is real. You know, and like I said, coincidences don't happen this often. So, yeah, that's my story. And I totally get if I sound nuts. And if you don't believe me, you know, that's a good bit of why I'm doing this um, somewhat anonymously. Because uh, I know that I, um, I have a lot of people in my life who would think I'm, I'm crazy. I want to thank you guys, too, for the opportunity to talk about this. Um, it really means a lot to get this story out there and receive feedback and kind of join a community of people who are at least open to these ideas. You know, people who are skeptical about being skeptical. Because I'd say that that's definitely what I would describe myself as right now, after what has happened. So again, thank you very much and goodbye. Okay, so... Obviously, me and Rachel were like commenting and like answering you and stuff while that was happening. But I can't like splice them in because we weren't like up against our mics or anything. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So, again, I just really want to reiterate. Thank you so much for sharing with us. Like, obviously, we joke about like mediumship and stuff. But, you know, uh, this is not only like a safe place because like, I mean, I can't even claim that because I can't control like what other people will say. Although I know our listeners and they're going to be very supportive and nice. Right. Um. But I just want you to know, like, like, we believe you, right? Like, like, it's not it's not a it's not going to be an immediate like, oh, you're nuts type of thing. The whole point of like what we talk about is, um, you know, and, and we've shared our paranormal experiences, right? Like, like, we know that there's something to it, right? It's just, you know, the people that take it the 40 steps whenever they've only taken one step, you know, and or like sell 40 steps when they've only taken one yeah. step. You know, that's the stuff we have a problem with. Like your story is not that at all, right? Like, I think there is something legitimately happening that I think you need to come to grips with and, and are clearly taking those steps to do that. And I think that that's really good. And I think it's really cool. Um, I think your journey is going to be a really fun one that if you're able to document, we would love to, you know, keep up with. Um, and specifically if you're comfortable with that. But um, but yeah, I think joining the Reddit group is a really good idea. Um, I mean, I, like whenever that part came up, I like looked at Rach and said, like, you know, I love the Internet because it's true. Like I, I did that story a few weeks back about that community in, uh, you know, on the what's it yes. called? New England area. Mm -hmm. um, and it's like back in the day, you used to have to go find like a community, like a physical well, community. Or you just had to be quiet because. Yeah. Or fearful. Yeah. Um, which, again, with slight anonymity, totally understand that, like, you know, you're still living a part of that. And I don't want to look down on that. But at the same time, like it's I, I'm really happy for you that you have a means to reach out to some other people that right. well, you are don't experiencing be open, something. You don't be open to everyone. That's not necessary. But just the fact that you can be you open to someone. some people yeah. who, as soon as you start talking, are going to be like, oh, yeah, we get that. Yeah, it's cool. Well, and specifically, uh, I'm really happy you mentioned like our little community of people. Um you know, because like we are open minded, obviously, that's the whole point of this podcast and hours and hours of it. But um, yeah, I think that it's one of those things that, um, you know, I'm glad you found some folks, including us, to like, you know, get it off your chest and, and believe you. And, and I do. Um, I think that so I was actually saying before you mentioned uh, starting to write it down, I was like, oh, you need to write this stuff down. <laughs> um, that's something I know is a very common technique of like dream journaling. And but also uh, just anytime you feel like something could come true, like to, to write it down. 
Um, and it solidifies it for you, right? Because like the human memory is so fallible, you know, that, uh, when you have hold that piece of paper, like you can tell you, like you can legitimately tell yourself you're not crazy, which I think is very valuable. Right. Um, but yeah, uh, another thing I wanted to notice, I mean, I wanted to point out in case you didn't notice, like, um, you know, it, it, you were, uh, well, one, I think you sound a little bit like Anna Kendrick. So I think that's cool. I don't know if you've ever heard that before, but two, I could tell you were like, um, kind of emotional at first and then like really settled into it. Um, and so I think like, and I could hear you like get comfortable as you were talking about it. Um, so if you need like just to, you know, to talk about it, like you can talk about it with us whenever and like we can, you know, like do a segment or something on like how you're doing or like what's going on. But, uh, you know, if you, if you felt catharsis, like from talking it out or like hearing it um, later or having other people hear it, like feel free to just send it to us and we'll put it out there, um, especially if anything comes up. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't. Uh, I think everything that you talk about is realistic. I think that I've seen enough evidence of people being able to do that type of stuff that I think it's legitimate. Well, and I just I would never I'm never going to look at somebody's own personal story and like poo poo on that. That's not something I would ever do. Um, and like we've talked about, like, obviously, the medium was the one that I was the most confident in saying that I don't really believe in that. But to be honest, I mean, the whole point of this show is neither of us have a full belief or full non-belief in all of these things, except for maybe RJ with aliens. So that's a full belief. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's when, and, and like the reason we always have those episodes where we update, like how we feel about different things and stuff is because we're constantly open to whatever. So I just, I, yeah, I'm, I think it's awesome that you shared it with us. And well, I think like, okay. one, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Anyways, I was just saying, I think it's awesome. You opened it up to us. And I think, um, the more willing you are to talk about this, the more willing there's going to be other people who yep. feel the same way you do to talk about it also. Well, what I was going to say was um, just to piggyback off of that, which is uh, we don't, um, I, at least for me, like my main thing is I just haven't had anyone I trust that says. Yeah, I don't know. Anyone pers- I don't know yeah. anyone personal who personally who said that. Right. Yeah. And so it's one of those things that like as you keep going and have these experiences or whatever, and like you're not somebody that I would just blindly distrust. Right. Like that that is the legitimate thing that would change my mind. Right. About these types of things. So, um, yeah, I think it's cool. I, I'm really glad that I think that's no Mark. Remember, Mark had like the card thing that he did. Yes. Um, so that was like our second kind of uh premonition style of story and i i just find them absolutely fascinating so another thing i mean to think about it's not that big of a stretch right so like she was talking about the whole um you know if if you believe in space time as a physical um stretching right i mean it's the same thing as like if you were to ever if we ever were able to pass the speed of light then you could send a probe faster than the light and then look back in time and see dinosaurs roaming the earth. Right. Right. Uh, the night sky is just us looking back in time. Right. Um, so to take that and stretch it forward, I don't think is out of the realm of possibilities. I mean, then it goes into, you know, fate and destiny and stuff like that. But I mean, if you really think about it from this perspective, right? Like how many dreams has Emily had? How many premonitions has she had that didn't come true and not to say she was wrong i'm saying like it's just because someone made a different decision right you know what i'm saying like her grandmother could have chosen to wear any pair of shoes that day mm-hmm. she happened to wear the shoes that emily remembered right right um that's to me like i don't find that that odd you know that like you wouldn't you'd maybe be able to see one of the many 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 different paths 
And then when it happens to actually go that way, you recognize it. Well, um, and something we actually were talking about in between this that could also be another thing leading to that is um, me and Artie have talked about deja vu a lot together. And I never knew that like my version of deja vu apparently is this like, is just more than what, like what's your version of deja vu? Normally? Well, like the, the normal version of deja vu. Um, Cause I've had what Rachel's talking about. And so like, I know, I know them separately as different experiences, but uh, normal deja vu, at least for what I understand, which I think everybody might have a different version of normal. Right. But the one that's like classically discussed is where uh, you have the, in, the innate feeling that what's happening has happened in the past. And what that, what that has been described as, and even studied um, as is uh, your brain converting short-term memory to long-term memory, that process creates like this feeling inside of you. And whenever your brain kind of hiccups that process, you can feel as though what is happening has already occurred just because it's like that feeling of, of long-term memory. Yeah. And that doesn't happen to me. Right. I've never felt that She's before. never had that. That's never one. happened. I thought when people were saying deja vu, they were talking about what happens to me. So what happens to me is, um, I don't see things like it's not, it doesn't work the way hers does where it's like, I have this like vision beforehand. What ends up happening is like, I'll be in the middle of something. It's actually happened where I'm like literally in the middle of a sentence and I'll be like, Oh, this has happened before. And then I'll know about the next 20 seconds. What's going to happen. Like I'll know how I'm, I'm going to finish my sentence. Who's going to talk next, what the scene looks like in my head, everything. And I always have to kind of stop and be like, Oh, I've already seen this. And it's like, it's a picture in my brain and it's what's unfolding in front of me. And like, the words that are coming out of my mouth are words that I said in it. I have had things where apparently I do kind of remember because I've had times where I'll, I guess it'll happen beforehand and I'll be like, well, that doesn't make any sense. We don't live in a place like that or I've never been there before or whatever. And then it will happen years later and I'll be like, oh, well, that's why I thought that. But that, so we were saying like, okay, so if I have this deja vu that clearly isn't RJ's version of normal deja vu or what is described as the normal version of deja vu, then how can we say that like something that she's having that's like obviously farther than what mine is, isn't actually happening? Yeah. Well, and that's what like, so I've had what Rachel's talking about like twice where, um, and I think Becky may remember, my sister uh, may remember one of these because I know she was present for it, but like I called something out. Like I was like, well, I'm having deja vu because I called it deja vu. Um, and then I was like, and this happens and then it happened. And my sister was just like, whoa, that's, you know, really weird. So, but I mean, like literally like twice ever. Um, so clearly not like, you yeah, know, mine happens every time. Yeah. Like, and it's happened to me probably like, I don't know. 15 times in my life yeah which isn't that plentiful especially when you talk about like emily's like level of yeah detail right. and then plentifulness right so yeah i mean that's what we were talking about was just that like that idea of um you know one step further right like one percent better or even a few steps right further, whatever you never know right yeah um and what is that right like is that just the human brain is able to interpret more than we think right like uh is it an actual wrinkle in space time that you're just, yeah. I mean, for instance, uh, with Farkle beans, right? Like, you know, she's looking at it from one paranormal lens, but if you look at it from the other, like maybe she's just seeing past or future of her husband shaking that paper bag, you know, like to me, that's just not that different. Yeah. Um, but yeah, super interesting story. And thank you for sharing. We're just like 16 times. I know, but, but seriously, thank you. And, and if you need anything from us or, or again, uh, need to share anything like feel free to please uh anybody legitimately anybody so um you know when she mentions like our community i do take that very personally and seriously like especially you know considering like we interact with y'all 
pretty much daily. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, and I know we don't have like a huge social media presence and stuff like that, but like those of you that do reach out and talk to us, like it's very important. So, uh, if you ever need anything or need to share anything, feel free to anybody. Um, all right, we're going to take a quick break and uh, (laughs) we'll see you back in a couple seconds. We will not see them. Okay. So we, uh, just looked at the time. And so instead of a break, I cut out the break. (laughs) Um, what we're going to do is we're going to do a second story. Um, and uh, we do have two people. So stay on the movie, man. Second episode. You said a second story. Second episode. Sorry. Second volume of this. Um, that was not a haunted cat. That's our real cat. Um, anyway, so we're going to split it uh, to a second volume. And me and Rachel both have sm- short stories to share as well. Um, what I want to do, though, is say this. If you didn't hear your story here, and if you're not Scott and you're not Stan the movie, man, but you submitted a story and you haven't heard it on the other volumes of uh, listener stories. Like I said in the beginning, we don't cut stories. So it just means that we lost it. So please take the next week and try to resend it to us or point it back to us or forward it to us or whatever you need to do. Because if you sent it in and you have not heard yourself. Oh, and Liz, I forgot about Liz. Sorry. Um, so we have. Let me see if I can identify Liz a little better than. Well, no, Liz, you'll know who you are. So if your name is Liz and you submitted a story and it was like six or seven months ago, so it was a while we answered you. Um, Yeah. So if you're not Liz, Scott or Stan, um, definitely. And you submitted a story, submit a story. If you last minute want to submit a story, feel free. But uh, I think we have enough content for the next volume. Um, So we're going to give it a few weeks just in case anybody. We don't want to leave anybody out. So that's what we're going to do. So Liz. Stan and Scott, I know I answered your emails and messages saying you'd be on this volume. It had nothing to do with quality. I literally just copy and pasted as they came in. Um, It just happened to do with we took too much time talking about it, which I think is a good thing. And that's why I want to push it to a second volume, because I don't want to feel rushed getting through your stories. Right. I want to give them their own time, even though you might have to wait for it. Cool. Yep. All right. Um, So we will actually catch you all. Uh, next week, probably with a normal episode, and then we'll come back with the other listener stories in a couple weeks to give people some time. So um, we appreciate everything. We really appreciate y'all taking the time to write some of these. I mean, I think Scott's is like four pages long. So, um, you know, it's not a small thing uh, that y'all are doing, and we really do appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So if there's anything we can do for y'all as a community of people. Oh, that's it. That's it. I was weirdly saying something because I knew I was forgetting something else. Um, if you had a story on this or have a story coming up that we mentioned and or were called out um, and would like a sticker, reach out to us and send us your address and we'll send you a few stickers um, for your efforts. So uh, Mark and Farkle Beans and Emily and everybody, if y'all uh, send us your address, we will send you some stickers. I think Emily already got hers, but yeah. So let us know. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye.